welcome to Real Estate Happenings, your inside scoop for all juicy things, good and bad, happening in the real estate world. Join us every single week as we uncover a new topic that makes you an informed seller, a buyer, an investor, whatever you're looking to do in the real estate market these days. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. Happy Taco Tuesday or Tequila Tuesday or both if you're like me. This is Aureli again bringing you all the juicy scoop in the real estate world. Hope this podcast episode lightens up your morning commute or entertains wherever you might be listening to. I'm not alone today. I have my amazingly handsome co-host Carlos. Hi Carlos. Hi beautiful, how are you? I'm awesome. Missed you. It's been a little while. I'm so excited to be here with you again. Excited to talk about these next couple of things here. Yeah, today's an interesting one. So today we're going to be talking about the myths behind being a real estate agent. So all the bull beep that you guys think is real and uh, is totally fake. (laughs) (laughs) Or misconceptions for sure. Misconceptions for sure. Yeah, Yeah. things you hear about. Um, So first off, I think the biggest thing, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, we were talking a little bit before we uh, started recording and we were talking about the money, the money. I think Mm -hmm. everybody has this misconception, like you said, where every realtor is just rich. Yeah. We're all just bathing in dollar bills and wiping our butts with it too while Mm -hmm. we're at it. Right. Yep. Yep. No, it's true. And I think like shows that like million dollar listing, you know, that they see on TV gives this like extravagant lifestyle and everybody thinks we're selling, you know, two, three million dollar homes every week. And, you know, which is really not the case for a lot of, you know, realtors. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, even if you are selling a two, three million dollar homes a couple or a few times a year, um, A, there, you know, there's two points to this, right? A, you're going to take the small ones. If somebody calls you up with a $150,000 buy, mm-hmm. you're not going to say no, right? Because right. Right. most of us, we're in this for the long haul. We like what we do, right? So we're right. going to take that contract to help that person no matter what the price range. But B, I don't think people realize everything that we have to pay to be a realtor. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, and I know realtors can all relate to this, you have so many office fees, okay? So depending on like what office or brokerage you work for, not only do you have a split, which means they're going to take a percentage mm-hmm. of every single paycheck you make every right. single time. Right. Um, but on top of that, you might even have office fees. So, you you know, they take the percentage and you have office fees for maybe assistance that you have in the office. Um, Parking. And then, Parking, yeah, like parking parking as well. Oh, yeah, people, you know, so many things that people don't think about that you have to purchase on your own. Um, But B, Uncle Sam, you know, we are not taxed. So every paycheck that you get after you give your broker or whatever and after you pay whatever dues, um, you have to pay Uncle Sam 30%. And because we are self-employed, a lot of people don't really get taxed that full amount, but for the most part, we do. Yeah. Um, we, we have to pay that. So after all those splits and, you know, and, and also all the fees, I mean, how many fees do you have to pay just to be a realtor? I no mean, there's HAR, MLS, Supra. I mean, all these other ones on top of that gas, you know, the gifts that you buy your clients, mm-hmm. you know, all these other things when you're taking out, you know, possible clients to lunch dinner coffees i mean there's a lot of stuff that you know goes and yeah. you also gotta look good you, you know also gotta look good. and you know what we can't expense any of our clothes nope. dry cleaning any anything that we do for work for personal 
use we can't expense that and even our lunches and gifts that we buy our clients you can only expense a certain amount five dollars <laughs> per family think about that you're spending hundreds of dollars a lot of the time i know we both are i've seen the clients you get you, the gifts you get your clients and you know what yeah i, I kind of do the same and you can't you're just doing this out of love because you want them to have a good gift but yep. you can't expense this Mm-mm. people think oh you can expense this whole lunch like you should pay no that's yeah. actually not how it works so a lot of this money is coming out of our pockets um and another thing too a listing for example when you get a listing let's say you get a two million dollar listing yes. okay you paid for a drone shop okay maybe you paid what is it? Six hundred bucks usually yeah. is what you pay for that. You pay for pictures. That's like two, three hundred dollars. You pay for your sign. That's like another hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. You pay for your Supra. Yeah. Uh, th- just that little key, you guys, that you see on a door when you go show a house or whatever. How much is it's that? It's like a hundred dollars, one hundred fifteen, something like that. Yeah. So what if you don't sell? Let, let these people know, Carlos. What happens if you don't sell this well, listing? I don't sell this listing. I just lost all that money. Thousands of dollars mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. You actually lost money trying to list a house. And that's not including marketing as well. Like if you put your listing in a magazine, that's costing you 500 to thousands of dollars as well to do that. So it's, it, it is, it's a lot of money that you invest in it and, uh, you know, it's a gamble. So that's why it's, you know, very important to think about, you know, how much money you're putting into it and things like that, because at the end of the day, you can be, end up coming up short. And goodness forbid you don't sell a house mm-hmm. a whole month. Let's say all your deals fall through because deals can fall through. People can lose their jobs. People can change their mind the day of closing and say, you know what? I don't want this house Mm -hmm. anymore. What about the client that you've showed a thousand houses to and they end up going with a different realtor because their wife just became a realtor or their cousin just became a realtor or their best friend just decided to go on a whim and get their license. There are so many scenarios where you can spend all this time, money, gas, energy, food, supplies. And you don't make a single cent. You actually lose money. Yeah, because nothing is very uh, uh, secure. No. Right? Nothing. Every day something changes. You know, clients can change their mind, like Aureli said. And, you know, it's just, it's it's a gamble. And the phrase that you hear all the time is that, and especially in this business, is that you have to spend money to make money. And sometimes, unfortunately, you lose some of that money. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a big investment. Yeah. Definitely a big investment. So, uh, hopefully we clarified a lot of the financial aspects of definitely being a realtor. And uh, although you can make a lot of money, it takes a lot of hard work and it takes many, many years to build yes. that clientele. Nobody's going to come knocking to you and say, hey, I want to buy a house. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. No. Every day we wake up, what? Unemployed. Yeah, right? unemployed. That's, Until you find, you know, some work. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you have to hustle this this career. Um, one thing that I love about our our broker and our CEO that she says all the time that it's it's not a career that you know you're in it for a year and you're just a rock star you know it's just not reality there might be you know some that that happens but in reality this is you know a gradual career you know you have to get your network you have to establish those connections and things like that and I always say you know that this is definitely not a microwavable career you can't press <laughs> like a minute that. and it's like you know you're rich you mm-hmm. know or you're a top producer or whatever it takes time you guys and it's it's not for the faint of heart. There's I think thirty six thousand four hundred and eighty realtors in Houston. Look at you knowing the statistics hey, down to it. I'm telling you, I gotta know my competition. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like now you you have to realize that you're competing with all these people, but in reality, there's really only that one percent 
that can call this job a career because, you know, everybody gives up or, you know, somebody does uh, one deal, they make a little like $7,000, they don't want to work for two or three months. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you know, that's not realistic, at least not for me, because, you know, I like nice things. I like a certain, you know, lifestyle, uh, you know, way of living. So, but yeah, guys, it's not all you know glitter and gold and rainbows and <laughs> we just know. make it seem that way for the gram there you, you go know, there you go there the you gotta flex for sure <laughs> but yeah for those of you definitely looking into uh becoming a realtor just know it's gonna take long and hard hours yes at work which brings us to the next topic right time mm-hmm. i mean wow we don't get to um take these fancy vacations and like you know enjoy them fully yeah we have a good time um but if somebody calls you if somebody texts you if somebody emails you and you're in croatia you're in antarctica it doesn't matter Mm -mm. you have to respond okay even if you're on a different time schedule i remember one time i went to spain and um my friend Ricky, if you're listening, he's going to cringe at me saying this because I'm still, he should, he still, I'm sure he still hates me to this day for it. But I worked days on end. There was one day that I, because of the time difference, I literally worked till 7 a.m. and had to find hours to sleep in during the day and cancel and move around plans that we had. Yeah. Because my client was freaking out about something and it was time sensitive and I needed to fix the situation right yeah. there and there. We don't get to clock in and out no. of a nine to five and say, no. all right, I'm out for the weekend. Mm-mm. I mean, it just does. I'll give you a perfect example. Um, this ironically just happened to me yesterday for the first time in about eight months. I would say I didn't check my emails yesterday. I just didn't check them. I got so busy. Yeah. I didn't check them this morning. I check them. I have a client who had emailed me 9am yesterday. And she's at a higher price point. Uh, I'm not going to say how high, but definitely some of the highest that I've ever sold in. Yeah. Somebody referred her to me. Don't even know who. I'm praying to the seven gods. (laughs) (laughs) Seven guys. Seven. Okay. Okay. All the gods that somehow she didn't go find another realtor in the last 24 hours that I didn't respond because that happens. And it's, you know, so ironic that the one day I didn't get to check my email. It's when you get that one email, right? That yeah. one, e- nobody's even emailed me like that in like over a year, probably. Yeah. Uh, you can't let up. You can't let up. So hopefully, you know, she reaches back out to me. If not, you know, it is what it is, but definitely, a mistake that I made that I will not make again. You best yeah. believe. But you know, I think that's one thing that we all kind of, you know, fight with is is time, you know, because at the end of the day, like we all have relationships, we have things that are important to us. And that's one of the things that a lot of people don't understand, you know, because I, I mean, I remember for you, you were with your mom, I don't know where was it like Costa Rica or somewhere? Uh, yeah, Guatemala. And, yeah, Guatemala. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and I remember she was like, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, I'm working. She was like, can you send this contract to my client? And you remember like it was yes, just. Yes, and you saved my yeah, life. And I was, Thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, because I was just like, you're with your mom. Like, have fun with your mom. And that's just the thing, guys. Like, we have to understand that, yes, this is our business. This is our time and things like that. But at the same time, we can't make this like your whole life because then your relationship relationship starts to perish and things like that and things that are important to you so yes time is very sensitive time is something that unfortunately for us we have to really be very mindful of because we'll miss 
emails like what you just mentioned or just things that are important to us. I mean, I can't tell you how many special events I've missed because I have to be with the client or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, you know, it's just kind of finding that happy medium and balance of saying, okay, you know what, this is work time, this is, you know, whatever time. Yeah, you know? and, and most clients, and if any of my former clients are listening, I love you guys, but yes. you guys do not respect my time. Like, y'all <laughs> don't. You don't care where I'm at. You don't care when I'm... And I get it. You know, to you, this is a huge purchase. I never, I've never been like, oh, F that B, you know? Yeah. Like, I've never felt that way, but definitely um, there is a lack of respect for a realtor's time, I think, for sure, just... Uh, in the general public, especially here in America, I don't know how it is in different countries, but they do expect you to spoil them and respond to their messages at 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. and answer your phone, whether you're wherever you are. Yeah. Um, so definitely for sure, you know, um, again, if you're thinking of becoming a realtor, know the time, um, you know, you, you don't work on your time necessarily. And yes, you have a so on, you know, a flexible schedule per se, but you're also at the mercy of when your clients are available mm -hmm. to work. I can't tell you how many countless times I've showed houses till 10 p.m. and didn't didn't get home till 11 11:30 p.m. I mean, I see your Instagram, yeah. so she's definitely not lying about that. Yeah. I see her at like you know 9 or 10 p.m. showing houses. So and yeah. then after you show the last house, you know it might be 10:05. Mm -hmm. By the time you're done talking about certain things with your client. And maybe you're in Cyprus and uh, you live in Channel View or something. Yeah. Not my case, but, you know, just giving an example. And it takes you 40 minutes to get home. Yep. Or there's construction. I mean, there's just so many yeah. scenarios where, you know, definitely time is... Um, always it's always running faster than you yeah <laughs> than and you it's hard it, it's hard but you know i think that at the end of the day surround yourself with people that can hold you accountable for that uh another thing i can can stress again is just your broker being with the right company and being with someone that understands that and make sure that you know they help you with that i think that that's very very important mm -hmm. um to go along with another subject as open houses do open houses sell homes uh, it says here, I'm going to read you some facts because, you know, today I'm full of facts, as I already mentioned. <laughs> Fun the, all right. The fact is that according to the National Association of Realtors, 2% of homes are sold as a result of an open house. Can a sell result from an open house? Yes. Is it likely? No. The primary reason why a real estate agent would swear by an open house is because they see them as an opportunity to pick up new clients. Yep. yep. It's possible that a buyer walks through an open house and does not have a real estate agent they're working with. This is a great opportunity for the real estate agent to convert the potential buyer into a client. I can personally speak into this because in December, uh, one of our agents was like, hey, can you do an open house for me? Literally, literally last minute. Mm-hmm literally and i was just like sure i'll do it you know in my mind wasn't expecting anything i was there showed the house i was sitting there you know kind of doing some videos for you know people on online and this uh one client comes in with her parents and she loved the house and you know we were just uh talking and for me like i, I try to get in with the parents you know because if the parents like me then it's like a win right yes. so you know, then, you know, the mom, when she called me mijo, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I, I, we got this one. So she was like, you know, she walked out of the house and I was like, thank you so much for coming. And she was like, I really love this house. I really want it. And I was like, do you have a realtor? And she was just like, I do not. She was like, and her mom's like, well, then you're her realtor. 
And I was like, okay. And then, yeah, just like that. And she was just like, I want to put in an offer. And I was just, in my mind, I'm thinking, is this like really happening? (laughs) Surreal, right? Like, it was just crazy because, you know, it just happened so quickly. I went back inside, made a few phone calls, and literally we were under contract that that night. That's amazing. So, yes, guys, open houses are amazing. They work. You pick up so many clients. And also, you get to, really learn about the area what if it's new construction whatever it is you know what the house is made out of there's so many things that you get to learn about these places so open houses are amazing do them please and and it's not to say uh like you said initially that they don't sell a listing right because i've personally sold a listing with an open house that i conducted for my own listing yeah so it's definitely possible you know uh but it's definitely more for the generation of or, or the generating, sorry, wrong word, of uh, new clients, for sure. Um, so, yeah, for sure, yeah. So, uh, what, what's what's your next fun topic here? My next fun topic is something that I'm sure you're going to, like, laugh about, because I think <laughs> this is one that agents get frustrated a lot. It's getting pre-approved is done after finding your perfect home. Uh, hell mother no <laughs> so true no. or false Aureli true or false absolutely <laughs> not I had to learn that the hard way I have been in this business going on four years now and I'm sorry but I am that B if you come up to me and you're not approved I am not showing you one house I don't care if you're my bestie actually my besties no I'm not wasting time with your yeah. little butt yeah. if you are not pre-approved. Why? Because, guys, I'm not saying that maybe you don't know what your credit looks like. Maybe you got credit karma. Maybe you keep up with it. That's great. I applaud you. First of all, credit karma has discrepancies right. along with other apps. I was about to say Comparable. That. Okay. Sometimes it tells you you're at 750, and in reality, it takes the average FICO score, mm-hmm. and you're actually at 620. Yeah. I mean, the discrepancies can be as much as 200 points, you guys. This is something that people don't know. But more than the credit, it's just it's when a lender's looking at your numbers and your figures, they're not just looking at your credit, right? Mm-mm. They're looking at how much you make versus how much you spend. Yeah. You might think, well, I don't really have a lot of debt. Okay. Did you co-sign for somebody five years ago that you don't remember about who still hasn't paid off their debt? Exactly. Okay. Because these are real life scenarios that I've experienced and the lender might say, hey, you're like two months away from getting pre-approved. So if you're two months away and I have other clients who are already approved and they're taking up my time and I'm making time for you and then you don't end up getting approved or what's worse, this has happened to me. Maybe it's happened to you. Yeah. They fall in love with the house. And they can't afford it. And they can't afford it. Nope. They can't get pre-approved. And they're like, I'm ready to go. And then the lender's like, sorry, boo-boo. You're you ain't not. qualified. And then what? And then <laughs> Then you're the pedestal, bad guy. You're the bad guy. You're and then the they bad can't guy. find... They get approved two months later, and they can't find a house yep. like that one. Right. And then you look like the bad guy because you're not doing enough to find the same caliber home. Yeah. It is not a good idea for us, and it's not a good idea for you. As a buyer, as yeah. a client, we are also trying to protect you. We don't want you to fall in love with something that you can't afford. It's not a good feeling, you guys. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't contact a realtor and expect them to show you a house before getting pre-approved. And for the love of God, since we're on the topic, don't use some lender that you don't know. Don't use a big bank. 
Go with the lender that your realtor suggests. Because they have experience with that person, right? Right. They're yeah. suggesting it for a reason. We've yeah. already done the dirty work yeah. behind the scenes. We've already suffered the consequences yeah. of choosing the shitty you know, lenders. Yeah. Pardon my French. No, it's We true. already know the ones that are going to do their job right, get you the best rates, so on and so yeah. forth. Yeah. No, another reason why a buyer should also get pre-approved for a mortgage before finding their home is when you enter... A multiple offer situation oh yes that's really good you know what i'm saying like what's gonna happen like Aureli said they love the house and everything and they have four or five other offers you're not even pre-approved so guess what the seller's gonna do with your offer throw it in the trash hello mm-hmm. you know you just lost it Preach. you know and so it's just it's a lot guys it's it's a lot of things that you know the whole process i learned this the hard way i remember my first um one of my first deals, I think I showed this person over 30 homes. Yep. In there. And I, at one point, I was like, what? Like, is this really what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, like, I'm like, what, what, what's happening? You know, like, no, this, it shouldn't be like this. And it's, it's not, you know, just like you said, you know, it's, it's a process. It's, the process starts. Let's get you pre-approved. Let's see what your financial picture looks like. Let's see what you can afford, what you can afford. And then we move on from there, you know. And then you say, okay, you know, you're approved for 300000 Then we're not going to be looking at houses for 310000 350000 380000 400000 We're not. Yep. And you have to be that person, you know, you have to be educated, educate your buyers, because if not, like Aureli said, you're going to waste your time with people that are just not going to buy. Because what do buyers do, Aureli? They buy. They buy. People. They buy. Yep. They're not wasting your time. They're not shopping. They buy. So if they're not buying, guys, they're not buyers. Yep. Going off of, you know, wasting your time with people, mm-hmm. another false um myth that people think and this is really good for all my buyers out there if you're looking to buy a home um in your future at whatever point if you have a bad realtor that you can't stand and you've signed a contract with them that says you're my realtor i'm going to work with you you are the boss okay i'm not saying treat the next one like poop but what i'm saying is you can forfeit that contract okay there's many ways to get out of that and Work with someone who's going to take care of you, who's going to have your best interest in mind. In mind. Yep. And as a realtor, when you have situations like that, I've had some, I'm sure you've had some, and somebody comes up to you and, this, and they say, you know, man, I'm working with this crappy realtor. They've done X, Y, Z. They're not doing X, Y, Z. What do I do? And you feel bad, right? Because you yeah. feel like you're taking someone else's business. But the reality of the situation is, for most people in this world, this is the biggest purchase they're ever going to make, right? And if you don't have someone who has your best interest and is guiding you in the way that you need to be guided, because everyone's different. Yes. You know, no two buyers are ever going to be the same. And if that person's not cutting it, it is your responsibility for your happiness, for your peace of mind, to break that contract and find someone who you're going to be comfortable with, yeah. right? I always leave it, you know, I uh, always leave it up to the buyer. You know, I was just talking to you about, you know, a situation with one of my buddies that I just met and they were telling me their situation with a real estate agent. And for me, just like you said, I'm not here trying to take anybody's business. 
I gave them, you know, uh, advice. And at the end of the day, it's ultimately their dis- their decision to do that. Because mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, this is this is not just their hard-earned money, but this is going to be their home. This is, they want to be with somebody that they trust. A trust is so important in this business because if, if your buyer doesn't trust you, yep. then guess what's going to happen? That whole experience, they're going to talk to their friends about it. Their friends are going to talk to the other friends about it. Yep. And it's just going to make you look like an impersonal person. So for me, I rather, you know, just give them the best advice that I can and make them feel, get that, make them choose whatever it is that they want to go with. Mm-hmm. And it's up to them, you know, because I'm not that person. I'm a believer that what's for me will be for me. I'm not going to fight people for nothing. So I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight hard to work hard, but right, right. I'm not going to be out here trying to take people's deals. That's just not who I am. Yeah. I don't believe in that. So, and there's people that are like that, you yeah. know, and, uh, if y'all are listening, I don't like y'all, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on to the next yes, one because I'm about yes, to get rowdy just, yes, just thinking. Let's, it makes let's my, not, my head hot. Let's not do that. Um, so another really interesting myth is that, you know, a lot of people and even my own friends that have been seeing, you know, seeing me do this for ages will ask me, like, what areas do you work with? Mm-hmm. Baby girl, baby boy, wherever you need to live in the state of Texas. That's where I work at. I got you. Okay. <laughs> I live in Montrose, but if you need me to drive to Angleton, guess what? You're going to hop in my car, and we're going to take a road trip, and we're going to make the best That's of it. That's it. Bucky stopping all. I'm going to help you. Um, and, and if you're a really good realtor, you're not just going to take somebody blindsided, no. right? You're going to do your research, right? Because you also don't want to take someone to an area that you know nothing about. That's also yeah. not intelligent. There's septic tanks out there. There's farmland out there. Those contracts are very different. Yeah. The addendums, which uh, are basically supplemental uh, paperwork that is added to the contract, the contract those yeah. things are very, very different, right? Uh, but if you're a good agent, you're going to spend some time Googling this stuff. You're going to spend some time talking to people that work out here in these markets. And if it's too much for you, then you simply will just refer them right. to someone else who is an expert. And right? usually you still kind of make some money off of that. Right. Absolutely. You can still get a referral fee. That's a really good point. Um, but, you know, there's no certain area. Of course, I have like my niche, you know, market areas that I kind of try to focus on. Mm-hmm. But I have literally at this point, I think I've literally worked in every surrounding area of houston the woodland sugarland cypress katie yeah uh anywhere i mean i think i've pretty you much you have to yes you know and it sucks a little bit because you know it takes an hour to get across houston yep Does, but especially end, now gosh yeah bad. but still you know but just like i really <clears throat> mentioned you gotta hustle every deal is money every deal is money it doesn't matter where it is it doesn't matter the price point if you're trying to make it in this business every deal is important yep. from the 100,000s to the three million dollar deal so if you're just picking and choosing then maybe this ain't for you yeah and you know what another thing to to add to that any house that is for sale in houston and any surrounding areas galveston friends what doesn't matter mm-hmm. i can show it to you yeah doesn't matter even if it's off market I can still call that yep. owner, that seller, and say, hey, I know your property is for sale. Can I show it? You yep. know what I mean? Um, so it, it doesn't have to be a NAN listing. I've had somebody who was like, man, I can't afford. I see your listings, girl. I can't afford this, right? right? It's all good. It's yeah. all good, baby. I still got you. Yeah. I can show you any house. Any house. Any house. Whatever you want. Yep. $50,000 client. I got you. Yep. 
doesn't matter. Yeah. So really, really uh, good thing to know. What's what's another? Little- another thing, you know, I think you brushed up on it a little bit is that all real estate agents are the same. Yeah. So that goes back, you know, to to you can break a contract. Yeah. Because we're not all the same, right? They're not all the same. It's it's false, guys. That's that's it's not the same. Every experience, every per- it's like me saying that every person I meet is the same. Yep. That's absolutely false, right? So you have to go with someone that you have trust, you have a connection, and you feel comfortable with that person. You feel comfortable asking the tough questions, and you know that that person's gonna, you know, guide you the right way. For me, the way that I look at it is, I I want to hold my client's hands, not you know like physically, but you know, just <laughs> metaphorically, I mean, you know, whatever, right, right. I'll hold it. Go. But you know, I, I'm just saying, you know, I want them to have that experience that no matter what they know that I'm working hard on their behalf, that I'm always going to keep it a hundred percent that, you know, I'm always going to have their be- best interest in mind. I'm not going to just ignore them or not answer my phone or whatever it is, because that's what happens. I remember, um, trying to, get this uh, seller to answer and their voicemail said that they don't work after 5 p.m. <laughs> that's cute. That's real cute. You I'm listening? Like, you whoever you are, I'm like, yo, dude, are you si- 5 p.m.? I'm like, that's prime time. People are getting out for work at that time. You know, that's the time where you go show houses. So, guys, you, you have to uh, do your work, do your research, uh, interview realtors Mm -hmm. you know don't go with your cousin or your friend or your sister or whoever because guys sometimes they're gonna be lazy because that's your cousin you know or that's your bed they're not gonna really be taking you serious so you this is the biggest investment of your life yep so go with yeah so go with someone that's gonna take care of you that's gonna be honest that's gonna give you the best deal not every agent is the same i repeat not every agent is the same yeah and um just to elaborate on you know the whole thing from earlier where you go show a house in an area you've never worked in before and you've done no research and let's say there is a septic tank Mm -hmm. just for lack of you know better example um and you don't add that to the contract and something happens you didn't do your your due diligence as an agent and i'm sorry but you're a shitty agent if you are not doing what it takes to protect your client from yeah. anything they need to be protected from. And uh, honestly, you shouldn't even have your license. I mean, and on top of that, flood zones, all that stuff. Because, you know, here Houston, it's like... You, well, you I always know. tell people, anywhere in Houston is a flood zone, baby <laughs> right. boy. I don't know what to tell you. If you live in Houston, like, it's you, a swamp. It's like, you know, a little gamble. But, guys, it, it really is true. I mean, you, you have to get somebody that knows their stuff. And, I mean, guess what? Even an agent that's been in the business for 25 years, we don't know everything, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we're bad agents. Yep. You know, that means that we got to learn and we'll come back to you with the answer. So don't underestimate that if you're working with somebody and they might not know, just give them an opportunity to give you the the answer, give you the knowledge, because guess what? Real estate change it changes every day. There's new laws, there's new uh, clauses, there's new amendments, there's new floods. I mean, there's everything changes. So real estate agents, don't be hard on yourselves. I know that for me, this is hard for me because, you know, when I don't know something, I'm just like beating myself up. But no, you got to go out there and learn it and then educate yourself first, then educate your clients. Yep. The last uh, little thing that I want to touch base on, unless you have something to add afterwards, um, is education. Yes. A lot of people think you go to real estate school, you get your little license. First of all, the test is 
so hard. It's comparable to the GMAT. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't even know the statistics mm-hmm. of taking your exam and actually staying in the real estate business. The uh, percentages are extremely low The pe- from the people that you know actually get their license and stay in the business. Most people drop out in their first year. It's crazy. Because they ain't hustling hard enough, no. baby boy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, they get Let one check get and they're like, deals. Yeah. Um, But um, anyways, as I was saying, back to the education, you don't just get to get your license and live your best life after that. And no. It doesn't work like that. Most of us have bachelor's degrees. We have master's yes. degrees. There's people that have PhDs in real estate yep. or in any other field, and then they convert it into agents after the fact. But furthermore, we have to keep taking classes. classes. It's just like being in college, only it never stops. And, and especially your first two years, you have something crazy like 180 hours, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think they've changed it yet. 180 hours. And let me tell you, baby boy, <laughs> if you don't get your 180 hours, then guess what? Not only are you not renewing, okay? So what does that mean? If you can't renew and you have a listing, that listing goes snip, snip. Yep, you lose money. Bye. But not only that, they charge you an extra fee so that you can renew at a later later date. So not only are you not making money for that temporary time because you didn't get your classes in. And these are not like super easy classes. Some of them are, but you need to pay attention. You're taking, yeah. you know, exams to make sure that you're competent because the laws are always constantly changing. changing. Yes. There's something that every single realtor has to take every single renewal and it's called legal one update and legal two. And that's exactly what it touches base on. And those classes are what, four hours long each? Yeah. Sometimes I'm, five hours long. I'm taking that on Friday Ooh, all day, yes. guys. So and it, she's, and you know what? she's it's not even to me, it's not even dreadful because it's so informative. Yeah. It's stuff that will live literally save your ass and save your clients' asses, right? Yep. It's stuff that you need to be learning. It's really informative. Um but yeah, guys, we are constantly, and if you follow me on uh, Instagram, uh, the H-Town Realtor, if you want to follow me, uh, <laughs> but I'm constantly in classrooms every two to three weeks. I try to take at least one class, even if it's not on the curriculum. I want to stay a, yeah, sharp. On it, yeah. I want to be above the curve. I want to know more than the next realtor yeah. because i want to be a better realtor not than you because i know you're on my level we think i mean the i'm same. trying i'm trying i'm trying but you know these little realtors just kind of doing this part-time and doing the bare no. minimum oh no honey I, w- I will run circles around yeah you. um and it's because of that knowledge knowledge really is power and the more you learn the more you can be a better realtor the more you can protect any kind of investor seller buyer whatever it is your do- flipper, what, 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 whoever, whoever you're working with, that is your client. There's just so much to learn out There's there. a class for that. Just like you hear, there's an app for that. There's a there's class, a class for, for that. that. Hey, yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, there's a class for that for sure. But um, is there anything, anything else? I think we've pretty much covered, yeah. I think like, we the covered it. Stuff. The big stuff. I mean, there's listen, guys. There's we can be here all day talking yeah. about myths from real estate, but these are the ones that we feel that are the most talked about and asked about in our field. So, uh, if you guys have any 
one any myths that you want us to cover you know shoot us a dm or anything, or anything, anything like topic, that yeah anything that you're like man i want to hear about this let us know let us know let us know we yes. want to inform you as much as we can we we want to make the, these are for y'all like we're not sitting you know i like to hear myself talk but not this much you know i mean you know i like to hear you talk <laughs> oh i like to hear I do. you talk too. I, do. I do i like to see you too uh, <laughs> but no really this this is for y'all you know we want to be informative we don't want to waste your time we don't want us to just like you know be talking in your ear some nonsense that's not going to help you out we want to again teach you as much as we possibly can so if there's any topic that we haven't covered yet that you'd like to hear about please please let us know and uh we hope that you learned some really awesome stuff on this one we hope you laughed with us just a little bit and definitely stay tuned for next week's uh episode it's gonna be pretty good i'll give you guys a little sneak peek the topic is gonna be the importance of staging and we're gonna have a top producing agent really really awesome agent been in the business a long time laura uh laura bonk sorry just butchered your name sorry laura uh but she's amazing she's been in the business a long time she's gonna teach us some really awesome things and definitely like i said make sure you guys follow us at nan properties to keep up with all the awesome things that we're doing <laughs> and uh carlos tell everybody your awesome hashtag so they can follow you my hashtag or handle is i am carlos a r d z uh and yours really again the h-town realtor i need to come up with like a, a cool <laughs> a one like that yeah so He's if you guys have any suggestions dm me please <laughs> All right, guys. Well, y'all have an awesome rest of y'all's week, and we'll see y'all soon. See y'all next time. Oh, also, please leave a comment. Tell us what you want to hear. Rate us five stars. Five, five, Not five. four. Five stars to help others interested in real estate topic. Find us. See you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Mm.